Welcome to the Kitchen Table Theology Podcast, where Pastor Jeff Cranston, along with our host, Jen Denton, will discuss biblical theology in an understandable way. You'll discover how to apply biblical truth to your life. Thanks for joining us at the table. Let's get started. Well, hello again, y'all, and welcome back to Kitchen Table Theology. I'm your host, Jen Denton, and along with Pastor Jeff Cranston, we believe what the pastor and author Dustin Binge said, shallow theology produces shallow worship. We can't worship a God that we don't know. That's all the reason you need to study theology. Absolutely. because Leads here, to worship. For sure. And here at Kitchen Table Theology, we are seeking not only to help you know deep, solid biblical theology, but really to understand the fullness of worship, the, the worship mm-hmm. of our Heavenly Father and buy it and hold to the correct theological truths in your heart, soul, and mind. And on today's podcast, we're continuing with the 33 things that occur instantaneously at the moment of salvation to every believer, beginning with episode 104 or 104. We, 104. 104, <laughs> however you want to say it, tomato, tomato. We've discussed and studied a number of those glorious truths. If you missed any, we encourage you to go back and give them a listen. So what are we jumping into today? I want to ask you, you're one of the worship leaders in our church. Mm-hmm. How has Kitchen Table Theology aided you, benefited you maybe in your worship of God? I would say definitely different lyrics. I know now where they're pulled from, that uh, they mm-hmm. they aren't just, you know, it wasn't just a good way to rhyme <laughs> there that I know that I know where it's pulled from. And there is a there is a depth to that. There's a there's a difference that that, that makes when you understand the the true yeah. you know, nature of that truth. That's for good. sure. Yeah. And kitchen table theologians, we hope that's same is true for you mm-hmm. as you attend your church and sing on Sunday mornings. We're still in the 33 things that happened at the moment of salvation. We've now had 17 of these. We're well we're well more than halfway through because a number of the 33 things we've covered in previous podcasts and maybe in one of the future podcasts, the next couple of podcasts something, I'll go back and tell you about the ones that we've already covered. I mean, you might want to go go re-listen to those. So today, Jen, we're going to look at the term brought near, brought near. And, and to get us started, I wonder if you or your husband, Fred, have ever inadvertently forgotten mm-hmm. an important date, a birthday, an anniversary, something along those lines. Or do you know anybody who has? That's happened I gotta to get I got to give Fred credit. He He's usually pretty good about it. He's, How's Jen? Yeah, he's pretty good about it. I'm pretty good about it, too. Yeah. I think we talk about it in advance, usually because we're on a budget. Yeah. So we're like, eh, we're not going to exchange yeah. gifts for she's, whatever this she's is not coming up. This yeah. year. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we know ahead of time. Although I do have very dear friends that God bless his heart, the husband does tend to forget a few things here these, and there. These are mutual friends. Yes. Yeah. There was a very early Mother's Day morning where he awoke with the immediate thought of, oh my goodness, it's Mother's Day. I forgot. It's five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> what am I going to do? I don't <laughs> even breakfast. have a card. <laughs> so he furiously and feverishly runs out to the grocery store Keep and yeah. all that is left is a Mother's Day card that is not in our native English language. <laughs> it is in another Stop language. It. So he decides. So this is like okay, seven in the morning or whatever. Oh yeah. He decides, okay, well, I've got to make this look purposeful. So he buys this card in this language that is not our native language and buys food 
and appropriate that make it a theme that go along with it. This is, he got and creative. Then he tried to pull it off, but it, it was got, a sad, busted. sad attempt. Oh, yes. It was a <laughs> sad attempt. <laughs> that, I've not heard that one. That's a good one. That's, yeah. I, well, that's a, that's a big thing. So if you, yeah, when you forget a big one like that, and it, it seems like men. Have you forgotten? Of course not. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> I, I'll put it this way. I don't recall that I have, I mean, in all honesty, I don't recall that I have forgotten Mm -hmm. a significant date, but... Maybe Darlene's holding on to that card in her back pocket, um, though. (laughs) I'm sure when she listens to this, she'll remind me that night. They go, hey, but don't you remember? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I I think the key word in all of this has been inadvertently. Inadvertently, for sure. For sure. It it, it does how, it, it does seem that we men are... A little bit more prone to forget <laughs> things that women seem to hold most dear. Many husbands have forgotten the date of their anniversary. I mean, mm-hmm. forgotten the date. Not not only celebrate, but they don't can't remember the what date. day they were yeah. born. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, what day they were married on. Mm-hmm. Well, they probably can't remember the date they were born either. <laughs> Some of them have experienced the wrath of their wife's glance when in polite company they fail to recall an important mm. day or date you know over <laughs> dinner table with another couple and while while man we we often rightly get the rap i i would contend that forgetfulness is a malady that's no respecter of gender or, or person it befalls us all i forget stuff all the time this thing my phone what did I say before we got on podcast today? Remind you that your phone is in your office. I put my drawer. phone in my in the drawer, and I, as soon as I did, I said, "Jen, please help me remember it's there." I don't lose a lot of stuff. Mm. I misplace stuff constantly, mm. but I always find it. And right, my wife says, "Now, where, where was like- the last place that you had it?" I, if I knew that, I'd know where it was, honey. <laughs> yep. But it's it's a good way to good way to start. So, at any rate. This all is a malady that we all experience, and, and God knows this, and thus graciously calls on us time and time again as you read through Scripture. He calls on us to remember some certain things. And when I hear remember in the context of Scripture, I, I hear it as the root word to remembrance. I know mm-hmm. that growing up, we had this gigantic table. It was so heavy. You couldn't move it. And in the wood, it was carved. Do in this, old English. Yes. yes. Do this in remembrance, remembrance of, of me. me. So yeah. it, that makes me then think about communion. And that seems to be a great deal about remembering, That's right? exactly, yeah. That's exactly right. One, one of the things we're told to remember throughout Scripture is where we were before Christ redeemed us. Mm-hmm. And there's an element of that even in the, at the communion table. The Bible describes our condition without Christ as being citizens of, of a hostile, distant, sort of a Christless country. Mm-hmm. And under the power of darkness, as we learned in our last podcast, that's where we were. Yet in Christ, through his blood, we who were afar off have been, and here's the key term, brought near to God. And so mm-hmm. let, let's jump in. Jen, this, this doctrine is based upon a key verse. Again, like we said in the last podcast, whenever somebody develops a doctrine based on one verse, that should be a red flag for you. Uh, so there are a number of these verses, but our key verse is Ephesians 2.13. So please read that for us. But now you have been united with Christ Jesus. Once you were far away from God, but now you have been brought near to Him through the blood of Christ. Brought near mm-hmm. through the blood of Christ. I think the term brought near is going to become one of my favorite terms. Mm-hmm. So the Apostle Paul's writing that to the Ephesians, and he couches this truth 
in an appeal to us to remember our former lives, not to glory in them, but to remember how we were before Christ, much of the Christian life could be bettered and, and more appreciated, or appreciated, I think, with a jogging or a little bit of shaking up of our memory. In fact, much of what we faithfully pursue is all but those things that we are in need of remembering. So it's good for us to call on some of the things that we used to be this way, but now we're not. Faithful preaching reminds people of the glory of the resurrected Christ. If it's good preaching, it does that. The songs we sing, just for example, mm-hmm. remind us, bring to our memory, just say God's amazing grace, God's mercy. I mean, you could fill in the blank a lot of things there. And in a similar vein, as you just reminded us, the Lord's table, the communion, is a reminder that we are in covenant with him and that he promises to receive us one day to himself. How about unpacking? Let's go back a little bit and unpack that Ephesians 2.13. You know, it might be fun, and I always enjoy doing this to dissect it mm. a little bit. When we do that, that's called something in Scripture where you circle each word and you dive into well, it a little bit deeper. It's you something can, with an I. Uh, um, I don't remember what the technical name of it. It always reminds me of diagramming sentences where you yeah, like, well, pull it's, out the individual words. I, I learned that what you described there is uh, it was called a mechanical outline. Mm. Mm-hmm. Of scripture, but that's not the word you're going for. It'll come to us it, as we'll soon as we it. sign off this podcast. <laughs> we'll think of it. But I know that with this particular verse, Paul changed direction kind of from the desperate situation of lost Gentiles to their hope in right. Christ. And it's such a rich passage of scripture. Let's just really dive into this a little bit deeper. So I'm going to read it again and then we'll jump in. All right. But now you have been brought or have been unified with Christ Jesus. Let me say that again. United. But now you have been united with Christ. United. (laughs) I wanted to say unified again. But now you have been united with Christ Jesus. Once you were far away from God, but now you have been brought near to him through the blood of Christ. All right. So he begins by saying in that verse, but now. So what we learn here is that now that we have received Christ, things are dramatically different for us. We were formerly lost. We were without Christ. Pagans. That's right, kitchen table theologian. If you're a Christian before Jesus, you were a pagan. You were an unbeliever, far from God, at enmity with God. But now, those are those, there's those two words, but now in a dramatic reversal, we are saints. Saints in Christ. But now shows the contrast between our hopeless past and our present salvation in Christ. And I am reminded, because I remember I've asked this question before, what it is called when we dive in. Our student pastor, I have a text from him. I just looked it up just now. It's called inductive study. Oh, inductive study. Inductive study. So there you go. There it is. We we remembered something today, and now we have given others something to Well, you remember something. So we're doing an inductive study of this verse right there we now. Go. Okay. And let's continue because this verse goes on to say then you have been united in Christ Jesus. So Paul already said that we were once separated from Christ but now we are in Christ. Now we belong to the Lord. Now we're under new ownership. Do you recall at the it was near the end of our last podcast we learned the word imparted. Mhm. 
it had this significant meaning for first century people. Let me just remind us of that. We explained that when one empire overthrew another in the ancient world, it was common to transfer the entire populace to the realm of the victor. And I think I used an illustration, which to any of our North Carolina listeners, you're probably highly offended. So Paul asserts, though, by this, that we've gained access to God's kingdom. Everything we have, everything we are, now belongs to him. We, we've been transferred, as it were, from darkness to light from one kingdom to another, and we have also been united in Christ. It's it's another expression of what takes place at salvation. And to be united in Christ means, I'm sure, exactly what you think it means. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we're conjoined. We, we are partnered with. We are united in Him. So let's keep that going. That once you were far away from God, let me read that again. Once you were far away from God, we were once, as Paul writes in verse 12, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers to the covenants of promise. Well, yeah, that's, (laughs) wait a minute, what? (laughs) Alienated from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers to the covenants of promise. We were out. That's that whole darkness thing we talked about on the last podcast. I mean, we we knew nothing of the divine. Sure. We flew the flag in enemy territory. We We were the colors of the rebellious people. You know, we were those that were outside of Christ. We had no portion of his inheritance. Right. And though we may have friends in the world, this friendship of God was beyond our reach. We were strangers to the true God and the outsiders, even while often living next door to God's covenant people. Have we forgotten what we were exactly like? We were exactly like like that. Yep. (laughs) Well, the Bible says that we were once without hope and without God in this world. Even though we may have had a desire for a better life now and a blissful eternal existence, there was no real hope or confident Mm -hmm expectation of Mm -hmm. even dreaming of hope and outside of christ hope is little more than wishful thinking wish and hope people in worldly terms mix those up a lot yeah but in scripture hope is something that's founded upon something there's a certitude Mm -hmm. in scriptural hope outside of that it it has no grounds or assurance Mm -hmm. you know it's essentially an atheistic or even godless condition so have we forgotten what we were exactly like yeah and i think that's paul's point don't ever forget that we were once afar off says scripture and and that's the summation of our our existence Outside of Christ, God was not near to us because we weren't near to him. Spiritually, we lived in a far country, way away from God. The The idea here is that God did not know us in the sense that he knows us now. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, 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 he knows everybody. We're all created in his image, but we were not known to him in the context of us being one of his children. There was no immediate relationship whereby we could call upon him because we knew him and he knew us. And, you know, Paul's like, have we have we forgotten that that's exactly how we were? Mm-hmm. The fact is that these were our realities yep. and they should not be lost on us, nor should we forget. Mm-hmm. Not glory in them, but not forget. And the Bible reminds us that though this was our condition, now we have a new reality right. accomplished. And that's the big part through the blood of Christ. We were at a one time far off from God. OK, but Ephesians 2.13 then says, but now you have been brought near to him through the blood of Christ. So I think. 
you know, that's that's a good job juxtaposing these positions, what we were to what we are now. And it all revolves around those two words, brought near. So let's just back up for a second before we close and put some context around this. Israel, as a nation, had a sacrificial system, right, to allow fellowship with God. You wanted fellowship with God, your sin's forgiven, you bought a couple of turtle doves or a goat, or a lamb, or whatever, you went down to the priest of the temple, you made a sacrifice. Mm -hmm. And that puts you back in good with God. Well, God requires sacrifice for sin in order to provide substitution Mm -hmm. for their sin. Mm -hmm. So someone had to pay a price for sin. Sacrificing in the Old Testament of the lamb, of, of any lamb, was a forerunner of the sacrifice of Christ's blood on the cross for our sins. That's how it was. That's how it used to be. But it all changed on the cross. It mm-hmm. all changed on the cross. We are now brought near to God because of the blood of Christ shed on the cross to pay for our sins. So the blood of Jesus allowed for union with God. It brought us near to him and it brought us into a united state with him mm-hmm. and it was the cross was and is the instrument of reconciliation and it's really important for us to remember that to remember that the blood of Christ has reconciled us to God and that his shed blood Jesus has shed blood has ended the hostility and transformed us from enemies to friends that, that's utterly earth-shattering to me and you and I and so many of our listeners love old hymns. Yes, I do. <laughs> and I can't help but as we are kind of just reminiscing in all this, marinating in this, but to think of one that seems so appropriate in light of this, and it's called Lead Me to Calvary. I remember my mom had this on a gigantic record. Like a 33? Yeah, the a big, big one. Not the 45, the big one. Vinyl. And yeah, the vinyl. The vinyl. Old, I love this hymn. Old gospel hymn. I remember it was sung, I can't remember the gentleman's name, very deep. Like, yeah, and it's, 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 it's sung a little slow and it's sort of in some minor keys, mm-hmm. but it's got just a wonderful truth to it. It is. So I'm going to read it Good. for us today. So Lead Me to Calvary is the, the name of the hymn. King of my life, I crown thee now. Thine shall the glory be, lest I forget thy thorn-crowned brow, lead me to Calvary. So there's the remembrance part, lest I forget, right? Mm -hmm. Show me the tomb where thou wast laid, tenderly mourned and wept, angels in robes of light arrayed, guarded thee whilst thou slept. Let me, like Mary, through the gloom, come with a gift to thee. Show to me now the empty tomb, lead me to Calvary. May I be willing, Lord, to bear daily my cross for Thee, even Thy cup of grief to share. Thou hast borne all for me. And then the chorus, lest I forget Gethsemane, lest I forget Thine agony, lest I forget Thy love for me, lead me to Calvary. Beautiful truth. And you did your King James words very well. Ooh, I was struggling there for a little bit. <laughs> wast. Wast almost got me. W-A-S-T. Yeah, wast. wast no. yeah. And that wasn't written like hundreds of years ago. I think the guy that the lyricist died in the 1900s. Okay. Yeah, you know, seriously, may we never forget that we, through Christ's blood, have been brought near and united to Christ. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And once again, great place to land and close up today's time together. And we want to always say a special thanks to you for listening to Kitchen Table Theology. Please take a moment, if you would, to rate and review this podcast, including Spotify and iTunes. It really helps to get new listeners and help them to find the show. And we want to spread that Kitchen Table Theology love. And don't forget to check out today's episode notes as well. Always thanks are due to our friends at Low Country Community Church here in Bluffton, South Carolina, for making this podcast podcast possible. Also, head on over to jeffcranston.com for more information about Dr. Cranston, his books, sermons, leadership notes, and blog posts. And thanks to Dylan Voorhees for being our sound engineer Always. and recording us today. We Always. appreciate that. Not only a tech wizard, but a really nice guy. A really nice guy. Really nice guy. <laughs> and Lord willing, next week we'll be back with another great episode. So there it is. Go deeper. And until next time, always remember that the real power of theology is not only knowing it, but applying it. You've been listening to the Kitchen Table Theology Podcast with Jen Denton and Pastor Jeff Cranston. Join us next time for more insights into biblical truth. If you'd like to know more on today's topic, you can check out the show notes at jeffcranston.com. You can also email us at pastorjeff at lowcountrycc.org. If you're enjoying this podcast, would you consider leaving a rating and review on iTunes? We deeply appreciate your help in getting the word out. And be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or in your favorite podcasting app to continue this journey with us as we learn about and apply God's word to our lives. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time here at Kitchen Table Theology.